CinemaSins has a fan club. It's called The Sin Club, and members get all sorts of things like early episodes, bonus videos, merch discounts, and even monthly bonus podcasts. Membership starts at $3 a month, and you can sign up now at patreon.com slash CinemaSins. Actually yeah. in the song, yeah. I think. Uh, right, right after, right after he says, "I'm stuck in the Mountain Dew." <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. everybody welcome to the sincast this is chris atkinson from cinema sins joined by barrett share hello and jonathan watkins hello hello and today we're going to be doing a mini pod mini pod hi pod hi smitty pod smitty pod yeah miranda pod who's navi pod that's right uh of in the heights uh movie that's um uh came out uh this past week and it made 11 million dollars and now i'm beginning to wonder if the the whole hbo max simultaneous yeah. uh uh you know release in theaters has hurt these movies significantly because the conjuring made 25 and i felt like that was a fairly well um you know like that was a release that people wanted to see and this one is something that i felt like people wanted to see and it had great reviews and people who watched it loved it now it could be one of those my big fat greek wedding type of things where it makes a certain amount mm-hmm. like, yeah that's disappointing yeah but then it makes about the same as it goes along so yeah we don't know exactly how people are responding to this movie but i mean it's i mean people who are watching it are liking it uh but uh uh, we don't know how much interest there is before that because of this hbo max simultaneous release in theaters but uh anyway what did you guys think of this movie i loved it i loved it by the way it's funny because it was released on hbo max i had the hankering to watch hamilton right after this and so mm-hmm. i switched over to disney plus oh my god <laughs> so like eight hours later feature. i didn't no i didn't watch the whole thing <clears throat> just the first number uh but yeah you'll get shades of hamilton this is this came before hamilton mm-hmm. in terms yeah, of yeah. The, the play uh but uh lin-manuel miranda knocked it out of the park uh anthony ramos is fantastic in the 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 main role and uh, we'll talk about the female leads too, but I tell you who steals the fucking show, man, is Dr. Dre, fucking Corey Hawkins mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. as Benny in this movie. He absolutely murders his role. And every time he was on screen, it's like uh, Lafayette. It's like, uh, uh, who is it? Uh, the guy in Hamilton. Oh, David Diggs. David Diggs in Hamilton. Anytime he's on the screen, you're like, or or on the stage, you're like, yeah, that's. He's got a jam. really, really nice voice too. Uh, that was one thing my wife Ooh, said. Well, wow. she's like, Corey Hawkins can sing, man. No like, kidding, man. He is which, awesome. But this whole cast is fantastic. I loved it. I did too. I I I uh, um, I feel like Jimmy Smith should be in everything. I just mm-hmm. I want Jimmy Smith's and yeah. everything. He's such a nice he like is. just he is really uh, presence in a film. Um, but uh, no, I liked it. Um, I, I can't. Uh, I did. I don't think I loved it. I liked, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. I did. I did. Um, I don't know that I have much to add over what Barrett said as far as initially. Uh, the cast is great. The music's great. If I have any complaint, it's 
uh, John M. Chu. Is it John M. Chu? Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Um, I, he's he's perfectly fine as a director. I he has what a weird filmography too. By the way, that guy did G.I. Joe Retaliation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he did. But um, which I guess that was probably after the Step Up movies. He you know yeah. he was given like something like a franchise to to mess with or whatever. So I, I totally get that. But uh, it was just interesting to look up that I've forgotten. And of course, he's coming off Crazy Rich Asians, which was just mm-hmm. enormous. Um, and really good uh and and pretty good uh yeah and uh <laughs> you thought crazy rich asians was really good yes absolutely it, i did okay that's a whole other conversation it was uh, mm. it's got uh, the familiar trappings of a rom-com but it culturally it well was, that's a good it point was worth it and that's something about this I like too. I like that I'm getting kind of a window into a cultural, uh, a culture that I'm not, I'm obviously not very familiar with, um, and seeing some things like that. I like that. But the direction of this is kind, for me, the directing in this movie is a little flat, and um, I think that's where I have a little bit of an issue. Like it just, I don't know, it just, it doesn't pop the way a lot of the best big screen musicals have popped. Um, I think, but I think the music alone makes this movie to- and the performances make this movie totally worth watching. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. Like there, there doesn't seem to be uh, like a number where you get to see a whole big, huge spectacle uh, mm-hmm. open and furl before your eyes. It's a lot of cutting to little, you know, little shots here and little shots there and Mm-hmm. things like that there's never any there's never any big huge like wow look at what's going all this stuff that's going on in this whatever but um i uh i like this quite a bit when i first uh when i first started watching it i was like ah i don't know the introductory number was a lot of like this is what's happening i'm gonna sing about it <laughs> you know you know i'm gonna go over here and get this coffee mug you know yeah. it's like fuck you i hate that i'm gonna type stop of the pringles yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and uh so that's not a line from a song by the way anybody that has watched <laughs> not that you know not that you not know that I'm, not that I'm aware snuck in there somewhere <laughs> yeah. there's definitely a pringle stocking lyric somewhere in there um but uh but yeah uh i ended up just i don't know there's it's it's underrated i guess these days to have a movie that's so breezy and so Mm -hmm. calm and so you know just kind of like you know i i just got into the vibe of it uh um uh after a while and it was just you know it was just a breath of fresh air for a while um and uh even though it lasts uh almost two and a half hours a lot of the scenes are um now, the songs are good enough that it just helps propel mm-hmm. it to propel it and you uh you get really interested i mean it's i just i just got in with it after a while and i i think i know what you're talking about though jonathan i think it's easy for a movie to get overhyped we've talked about this before where you're expecting something transcendental in some way and then when you watch it it's like yeah this is pretty good yeah well <laughs> you know and i I try to come to these. I mean, I'm not a critic by any means professionally, but I do when we do these mini pods. I mean, I try to just, you know, tackle every aspect of it. And, you know, that's where I kind of come up with my grade and everything. So but it's like I I liked it. Like I genuinely like the movie. I will watch this movie again. I'm sure Uh, it's Mm -hmm. it's it's so entertaining. Right. I mean, 
I feel like I feel like this movie does get better on a couple of uh, like extra viewings, probably. Because um, uh, you at at that point, once you start the movie again, you're you know these characters and all the stuff that you were kind of apprehensive about maybe at the beginning. Like, oh, I know this guy. I know how this ends. I know. How, I like this. Mm-hmm. I like. No, you're right. Because it, and it's very similar to Hamilton. When we first saw Hamilton, Chris, mm-hmm. uh, that first number i hadn't listened to it before but how does a bastard you know, all that yeah, stuff yeah like there was so much information in that first number that i was like mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm, I don't really mm-hmm. i can't really process it on the second one i knew the context of it and i could appreciate the song for what it was and then get all that information in there so yeah you're right uh and, and maybe that's a miranda type of type of mm-hmm. thing you know what i mean yeah so we'll go with so what kind of before we get into spoilers what do you guys want to what would you what grade would you give this what do you think jonathan um i'm i'm a solid b um i'm mm-hmm. closer i will say i'm closer to a b plus than i am a b minus but i but b plus for me is like you know super super liked and then you get into like love i think i'm kind of on the somewhere between like and really like so uh i'm gonna go with a b i probably shouldn't be i probably should give it a b plus but i'm gonna for my first no. viewing it's a fuck b. it Mm-hmm. Fuck it. It's just a regular ass B. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a B. A B's a good movie. Oh, you're you're mm-hmm. out of your mind. It's B it's an movie. A. It's mm-hmm. an A for me all the way. Um a all I, the way. I, I know what you guys are saying, and I'm probably a dumbass when it comes to this, but Absolutely not. When you when you come when you talk about the direction and stuff like that, um sure, not every time is on point, but like you know, the stuff at the salon, the stuff at the pool, the stuff uh, in the opening number, the Abuela song, that to me looks like a beautiful musical staged for the screen. And I absolutely adore it. So that's that's my my jam. I do the salon, the salon women, uh, the they kind of reminded me of like the like Little Shop of Horrors, the 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 three women in that. But uh, but. But uh, Daphne Ru- Daphne Ruben Vega, Stephanie Beatrice from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, mm-hmm. Modern Family, and I can't remember the third person's name. I I feel bad, but I really Dasha I really Blanca. like. Yeah, Dasha huh? Blanco. Yes, from, yes, uh, yes. Orange is the New Black. Yes, I all, yeah I loved I loved every time they were on screen. They were great. Yeah, I'm gonna give this a, a B plus. Uh, uh, it it like I, I agree with you, Jonathan. I don't I don't I'm not into the category of love this yet, mm-hmm. but I could be um yeah me too uh, and of and of the all the ones that were i i think of all the musical numbers that were cinematic the abuela song is the closest uh, mm-hmm. to being the mm-hmm. uh the one and it, it is it truly is especially towards the end where there's all that color and everything yeah. uh it's a it's a uh outstanding uh cinematic uh, yeah that's my favorite number. song i think yeah, it's it's probably got the most emotion of all of them, uh, for sure. Uh, aside yeah. from maybe the last one, but mm-hmm. uh, but uh, but uh, we range here from uh, from uh, B to A, and uh, that's I think those uh, that's uh, where we all like this in some in some manner. So uh, let's uh, let's get on to spoilers of be what they may. Miss Luke's what? father is actually Darth Vader. She's the sister and the daughter. No, 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 no. I'm reading the books. Um, uh, yeah, there's not much to spoil here. I mean, there's a there's a blackout that's coming. 
and uh, the abuela who is who's everybody's sort of surrogate grandma in this. she's a community grandma basically um uh is uh, is going to going to die during this blackout and everything and then it leads to that song which is yeah fucking phenomenal it it like all great musical numbers it starts off kind of going okay okay all right all right and then suddenly it just starts like building up to you're like oh shit this is this is a real you know this is something turning into something special by yeah. the end of it very um, reminiscent of uh wait for it right yeah uh, yeah yeah from, kind of, yeah. from hamilton uh, like i got that same vibe where it starts just mm-hmm. very very yeah. quiet and then maybe whatever that wait is i must love explodes because wait for it's my favorite song from hamilton yeah, um, mine too but um but it like i remember just being like I knew she was going to die. I mean, anybody that's ever seen a movie knew she was going to die. Mm-hmm. But when it cut to daylight, I was like, okay, cool. It's the next day, right? It's totally the next day. And she's yeah. fine, right? Yeah. Right? No, no, she's not. I mean, that's the thing, right? <laughs> like, as soon as they put her at the, in the bed and they were yeah. taking all this care of her, you're like, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, she's gone now. Um, but uh, where do we want to start uh, as far as, I don't know, what just... Th- general things uh, do we what about the story that we liked or you know uh, the st- isn't the story very secondary it <laughs> kind this? of is i mean i the 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 acting the songs uh the the hotness of both the environment and the actors um the food i mean the story is perfectly fine you know she's dropping out of stanford and this person is gentri- priced out of uh, her uh, salon and all that stuff, or and wants to be a fashion designer. Uh, it was Navi wants to go back to the DR. Okay, but like mm-hmm. it's 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 the sum of its parts. I think that really gets me rather than yeah. the actual story. Yeah, you're right. The story is kind of secondary. I mean, everybody's got their dream, uh, and uh, everybody you know, they even that even culminates into what they would do with ninety six thousand dollars because the lottery ticket was sold at uh, you know uh, Anthony Ramos's place, Usnavi's uh, place, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, and of course, again, if you've ever seen a movie before, you know the abuela is the one who's got. Who's well, she's the only one we saw get a ticket, right? I think. Yeah. Well, and I think no, maybe they all have them. They well, I mean, they had think, them, but I, but there's like a point to like that opening number, yeah. one of the opening numbers where he's like, "Here's your ticket." Like that's yeah. actually in the song, I think. Uh, right, right after, right after he says, "I'm stuck in the Mountain Dew." <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um. But uh. But yeah. Uh. The that 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 pool scene is where they all like talk about the what they do with the ninety six thousand and everything, and uh. Uh. So everybody's got their dream. Everybody wants to do a certain thing, like. You know, he wants to go to the Dominican Republic and and uh, refurbish this bar that his his dad mm-hmm. owned. Um, uh, the uh, uh, what's it? Vanessa uh, is her, is her, is the character name played by Melissa Barrera mm-hmm. wants to open up her own fashion shop. I believe that's what uh, mm-hmm. she was trying to do the whole movie. She keeps on going to the like sort of dumpster diving into places. Which is very getting, cool. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. she's trying to. She's just trying to what move to another part of Manhattan. Is that right? He's trying to buy this uh, storefront. Uh, oh, that's what it was in there where she's got. Uh, I think she's got the proper money 
and everything. Mm-hmm. But when she turns in her form, the the person selling it is like, mm, I don't know, maybe if you got your parents or somebody to, to co-sign with you, I might do this. Um, and then, she, you know, she crumples it in, crumples it up like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what's his name in Shawshank Redemption after he takes the tests and, uh, and, you know, just like, there's your score. Yeah, I think it's, points. well, I think, and I think she just, she has like no credit history, right? Isn't that the problem? Right. It's like one yeah. of those dumb things where it's like, well, how can I get credit history until you let me, you know, get credit? Exactly. I, yeah, exactly. So yeah, everybody's got their sort of the, their dream and everything. And then we've, we, we learned that and then, you know, everybody's. it's really frustrating to watch this is Navi and Vanessa romance a lot of times because he's been like, give like basically given her on a platter in this movie. I don't, I know that sounds really awful, but like there's a, there's a point where like, like his cousin asks her out for him (laughs) and she like Mm -hmm. accepts. And then every time she starts showing any kind of intimacy, he's like tries to find something to distract them and everything. And I guess that's normal. I don't know. I probably wouldn't be that way, but, um, I mean, I think, I think he's definitely not, I I think that character, the way Anthony Ramos is playing him too, he's very, he's very uncomfortable in his own skin. mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I know what you're saying. In fact, one of my, one of the moments in the movie that I don't like, um, and it's kind of like a big, the the fireworks song mm-hmm. that whole the blackout happens they do that fireworks song baby that, you're a fire yeah, they did, yeah Katy Perry shows song up was. Mm-hmm. Uh, no but it is I don't know if it's called fireworks but it's all about you know there's fireworks right. fireworks and yeah. uh, it's like it's probably my least favorite song uh, in in the movie and it's a big moment and I and I also the way that whole blackout stuff is shot is not very interesting to me. But I hate that conflict that they kind of create between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, so earlier they're at the club. This is like their first date. And uh, he's obviously nervous to dance with her for whatever reason, like Chris is saying. I guess this is just the way he is. Mm-hmm. And so he's letting other guys. He's not letting, but he's saying it's okay with Helm if she's dancing with other guys. And then the blackout happens. They They lose each other for a minute. They meet back up. And then they start just kind of arguing because she's confused about what exactly was going on at the club. And then he makes a dumb comment about, well, you were so busy shaking your ass. I think that's what he says, actually. Or you yeah. were so busy doing something. Shaking your ass other- with everybody in the Heights yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Which I mean, and, Eric, people you, make- I, I got to ask you this. Maybe you're maybe you're more familiar with this kind of thing. D- does this happen often with with guys who are interested in, in women like the to to like especially a character like him who who finally lands the woman of their dreams and then like when they go out on dates it's like let me do it let, let me try to do everything to distract myself from this date. i mean i hope i've completely. never done that no i mean <laughs> i think jonathan is on to something with with this character that that he is self-doubting because he seems like he's confident in everything else he owns this bodega right mm-hmm. i mean you know for a guy that's not even 30 to own he's, a bodega in new york city and he's made a deal to where he's gonna go run a bar in the dominican republic too yeah i mean mm-hmm. on the outside he looks like he and and he ends up you know discovering that he really does have everything that he he wants and needs mm-hmm. uh but when it comes to this woman you're you're right it 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 feels weird but I think it may be within character. Like he's just because he, he, he comes clean at the beginning or when she, 
uh, talks about him dancing. He's like with a, I drink, dance like a drunk, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and so maybe he's just nervous when it comes to this particular relationship. Yeah. I mean, uh, but yeah, it is a little manufactured. He also has a little alcohol in him and stuff. So, I mean, I can understand him saying something stupid. What I don't like about it though, is it's like one of those things like in a generic, like, you know, something we would complain about like in a romantic comedy that's you're right. not that great. You're right. I mean he's it, he's forcing creating shots conflict. On her and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And they don't need to create it because there's already conflict. I mean, they're starting to get to know each other. He's about to move away to the mm-hmm. to the Dominican Republic. Furthermore, you find out later that one of the reasons she's upset about that is because she thinks that Washington Heights needs him. She mm-hmm. thinks that he is a, such a good part of that community that he should stay. I mean, there's your conflict. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so much more interesting. We definitely don't need this whole, like distract myself thing. And, and and this is, I believe, I don't know. I don't know what in particular people got into with the reviews of the Broadway version of this and everything. A lot of people, apparently a lot of people took issue with the book on this, that this was uh, written. uh, Oh, really? yeah like they they love the lyrics they love the lin-manuel stuff but the mm-hmm. book they thought there were a lot of things that were contrived and manufactured and everything and that's and, and if that's a i don't know if this is one of the things that they they brought up but to me it's one of the central things about this movie that like makes it collapse slightly mm-hmm. because you're, you're exactly right jonathan i mean the the conflict and i was sitting there thinking the conflict here is that he's leaving not that there's a, there shouldn't be any yeah. There shouldn't be any issue of him. And he does so many goofball things when they're not like officially together. Mm-hmm. Does that thing with the face on the, the, the soda door or whatever. <laughs> yes. He does that thing. He has that weird exchange where he's like laughing at everything he, she says at the dinner. You know, she go, they have that little moment in the kitchen or whatever. Yeah. Where he, and she says something. He's like, <laughs> yeah. And we're going, he's like, I'm going on a date. And he's like, ha 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 so am i (laughs) you know and it's like you do all these goofball things and then once it comes time to like show up you've suddenly become you know you gotta i know that there's a whole thing about trying to be cool and not too needy and all this other type of stuff but uh but there's nothing in that movie that informs me that that's what he's trying to do other than he's just being a dick out of nowhere so that the movie can it's it's i think it's just it's that that probably has something to do with the directing and maybe even something to do a little bit too with the writing but i think there is something or the way it was you know there is something that feels a little false about his character growth i think Mm -hmm. uh but it, it in secondary to them in that scene you also have Corey hawkins and leslie grace leslie grace plays the character nina she's uh uh She's that's Jimmy Smith's daughter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yes, no, not in real life. No, no, no. Jimmy Smith. No, no, she, she, no, Kevin, Nina, Kevin's Nina, daughter. Yeah, the Nina Rosario is. Uh, is yeah, uh, yeah. And they have they're starting kind of a relationship, and then they have a really weird moment in that sequence too, where he's like, "I got to go to work. I got it," because he works at. Uh, well, the Jimmy Smith's character owns this car service. Mm-hmm. And uh, Benny, the Corey Hawkins character, feels like he needs to go there and assist the people in their cars and then apparently there's all this stuff going on but then there's like a weird kind of tension between the two of them and that that didn't really make any sense either like Mm -hmm. you know he's like i gotta go to work and she's like well why are you just leaving me here which that was kind of weird like why wouldn't you just take her with you but (laughs) well especially because the whole sequence was just a way around there but But uh, then it goes but then we get to abuela the claudia her apartment Uh, olga meredith by the way is the actress who plays uh abuela and she's awesome 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we get to her apartment and all the the uh, the the, uh, the the hairdresser choirs there, whatever yeah. you call them, chorus. Yeah. And uh, and that's the scene where she dies. And then it goes to the the awesome number. So you go from like probably my least favorite number to the best. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, I wonder how they did this in the Broadway, though, by the way, where yeah. they had, um, you know, the movie has it where it seems like he's in the Dominican Republic and he's at the bar and he's talking to uh, children. And then we find out one of the children is his. Yeah. And, uh, and you're like, uh, you know, so like, did they do that, that reveal in the Broadway? Did it, did they make it look like it was some real place that they were at? Or maybe you don't have to, maybe, yeah. maybe you don't have to, maybe they had that set up and it yeah. looked like it was in the Dominican. And then by the time of the reveal, all these other items started showing up in the, in the, at the end. And that's how they revealed that. Oh, by the this was just a background the whole time. That surprised me a little bit. Although I will say like, I was confused about a few things. Like at first I couldn't figure out if all of those were his kids. And I was like, all these kids look the same age. He doesn't look that much older, mm-hmm. but it ended up just being, I think that girl was his daughter. Yeah. Um, and then of course, like you said, you have the reveal that they're actually, they're at the, uh, they're at the, uh, the bodega, right? Is that mm-hmm. what you call mm-hmm. that? And, um, and, uh, and then he's married to, her and all that stuff so mm-hmm. uh, which is how i want it sex. to end god <laughs> they, they, well, they, everybody they have... is having the best sex ever yes they are movie. oh and they had like the most adorable daughter ever in a movie like yeah mm-hmm. yeah of course. i mean i was talking about the sex and you had to bring in the daughter but like, yeah, yeah. oh sorry <laughs> well, it w- well that's the, the result of the there. sex yeah the daughter wouldn't <laughs> be there if it wasn't for the fantastic sex <laughs> that's true um but uh uh, that the ending, uh, the ending song of this, I you know, I was like, God damn it, Lin Manuel knows how to end a, mm-hmm. a show, doesn't he? Because yeah, yeah. it's one of those where you're just, you're just, I, I was just affected at the end of it, just kind of like, all right, I'm gonna have to take a walk for a second. No, don't, don't, don't look at me. What? Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you think about? Okay, so the Lin Manuel thing, I, I meant to look this up before because my wife told me that Lin Manuel was in it because there was a song or a scene that they were going to, or they were going to cut the character maybe. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, well, I'll play him. And then, so they left it in, but I couldn't figure out if that's the case. Like what was so important? Cause yeah, his character one... is trying to be comic relief, I guess. Yeah, his, his character is not important in this at all. Well, and then, um, then the stinger at the end of the credits. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, uh, the, yeah, that, that, that one, that one little number does seem uh, tacked on into this where it's like, all right, you wanted a little bit of Lin-Manuel, so we're going to give you that. And he sells frozen ice and you know, you're going to, uh, and he's going to have a rival guy who has a truck and and uh he's played by washington by the way yeah Yeah. that's i was looking i couldn't remember the actor's name but uh christopher jackson yeah christopher jackson so that that i mean it was cool to see him like i mean Mm -hmm. i i will agree that was neat but i mean you you could easily erase those scenes and yeah (laughs) Uh, lin-manuel played who's navi in the broadway uh oh yeah i'm sure um uh but uh uh what else do we want to talk about this on this movie there's, I mean, I mean, I, I want to go back to the pool scene again. Because yeah, we can scene, talk about the pool scene. I'm the good with that. The pool scene is, is to me, like, it's a weird comparison, but like the hockey scene on the roof in Clerks. Okay. Um, <laughs> meaning that everybody shuts the fuck down <laughs> yeah. in this uh, neighborhood because the pool, like, everybody's going swimming right now. I told, uh, no, no, I, there. 
I swear to God, I have to tell you this really quick. Swear to God, when he put that sign up about they were closed for swimming, I turned to Meredith and I said something like, because I couldn't remember exactly what it was, but I was like, that that that's like he it might as well have said closed for we're playing hockey on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's no, exactly I mean, what is. that reminded me of. And that to me was was like the uh, the culmination of this community. Yeah, uh, because everybody's doing their thing. It's it, I love this Benny part where you know he's if I had ninety six thousand, I would invest that shit. I wouldn't you know uh, throw it away on a car and all that stuff. The rapping is fantastic. The lyrics are fantastic. Uh, I think the direction, the choreography in that scene, particularly. Uh, is fantastic. Um, and that's where I think I had like the most feels. I mean, not the most feels. The Abuela song is is the most feels, but like where I felt like, oh, this is transcendent. I feel, um, well, that also felt like, uh, I feel like this owes a little bit to Rent, right? I mean, it, there, mm-hmm. there is something about that. That was probably a much better comparison than I made to, uh, well, yeah, yeah, Spike Lee, but uh, but yeah, I, I that pool scene was kind of a and you keep saying every time you say 96,000, I keep thinking of that opening song and rant about, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, no, you're right. I think the pool scene is is just is just so fun and it's so full life, and it's like, yeah, like everybody just shut their shop down and uh, mm-hmm. went to the pool, like this is just a thing they do at mm-hmm. some point in the summer, and you know, not yeah. to go to that bodega. Because it's going to be closed. Yeah, because yeah. Because what? Everybody everybody wants to be closed because all the hairdressers are at the pool too, yeah. you know. And yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm guessing everything was closed. Jimmy Smith yeah. is at the pool, so there's yeah. no cars being rented. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love. Uh, I love that. I love how you get a glimpse into everybody's character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love how every everybody just comes together it's just very very cool and that's one of the better i think musical numbers too like them actually performing in the pool I, and gregory diaz uh who plays the cousin gregory diaz the fourth he plays sunny mm-hmm. um that's a moment he really gets to shine yeah, yeah. uh he's quite good he's i, I mean good. I, yeah. I don't know exactly what his range is or anything but he's very very good in this movie i i really enjoyed him you know um, and I love how, like, even though that is an awkward scene where he's asking, uh, he's asking her out for his cousin, but it's 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 very funny, uh, mainly because of the way he plays it. Did I get to get sort of the sense that maybe that the that um, that Nina character wasn't as developed as we needed her to be for a lot of these scenes? Like, um, we we know she's the the only thing we ever hear about her when she comes back is. Oh, there's the one who got out of this neighborhood. Here's the one that's going to be, do, be doing big things and everything. And then she comes back and she's like lying to her dad about uh, mm-hmm. Stanford and, you know, saying that it's just not going to work out and uh, miss the deadline for some payments and all this. And, you know, of course, he, uh, Jimmy Smith, goes on to try to make sure that he does everything in his power to make sure that she stays in Stanford. Um, I don't know if they even brought up the fact that she may have, I mean, did she not have scholarships? Did they bring up scholarships in this at all? No, I I think she had to pay. She got in, but I think she had to. to I mean, there could be some uh, underlying racism type of thing being said there too, by the very (laughs) mentioned, by the very uh, fact that she had to pay. Um, although, uh, but, uh, you know, by, by the time though, that she leaves and goes back to Stanford and everything, I was like, man, it seemed like maybe, maybe I'm just not remembering now that we're, you know, that it's been, you know, some time since I've watched the movie now 
that it seemed like they didn't develop that character enough by the end, by the time that she left, because I yeah. didn't really understand the state of that relationship between, you know, uh, she and, um, and, uh, God, Benny. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, and I didn't really understand what her, her motivations were or, or anything by the time she's leaving. Um, well, what she, well, I got kind of confused about that too. Cause she decides, she decides to go because she, like she comes to that realization that she can use that education. She can, she can get herself in a position to where she can help people that don't get the opportunities that she mm-hmm. got. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's, what I mean, think that's what it comes the, down to, but the, the, one of the opening number, not the opening numbers, but one of the early numbers is, is the not one the Pringle she's song. talking about, not the Pringle song. Okay. Uh, is the one where she's, she's talking about being home uh, and, mm-hmm. and kind of chasing, uh, her younger self. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think to me, I think she's just conflicted about like, first of all, I went out there and I was staring at the sea, you know, hoping that it was this bridge that I stare at. Uh, second of all, I got searched, you know, uh, during that whole thing and I didn't feel comfortable. And now that she's home, she's conflicted because she likes being home. I think Mm -hmm. she likes being home, but she's considered, a failure, at least in her own mind, uh, because she couldn't make it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you're definitely right in the the fact that they they could have done more with her. But I actually connected to that character uh, quite a bit, especially after that number where she's like, you know, I I don't want to be here, but I do want to be here uh, because. You know, look at all the stuff that my dad has done to send me there, but man, it ain't for me. Um, so yeah, kind no, of I, a, almost. I, I see what you mean. Almost goodwill huntingy a little bit, yeah. right? Where yep. where you know have all this, have this sort of you know winning lottery ticket, um, and uh, and uh, too much of a pussy to catch it, like Ben Affleck is saying to, to, to Will. <laughs> well, uh, at the end. You got to do it for me. And I will say, too, I also I couldn't like and not that it matters that much. I think they were all fairly in that like. But I mean, she's probably only like 18 or 19. Right. Because, I mean, she had just gone to college. So I think she just finished her freshman year. And I don't know how old like Anthony Ramos and Corey Hawkins, their characters are supposed to be. But I feel like they've at least started a career. And so is is right at 30. Um, Okay. Yeah, because he says about, you know, I'm I'm owning a bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's I'm true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Not to be thirty, and I'm about to and, own a bar. And I don't. I, mean, I don't care. But I will say, maybe that was also. I. I. The Nina character felt so much older than she was supposed to be, and so mm-hmm. I think that was a little odd. Like that, I kept forgetting that. Like, oh yeah, she's going back to college because because mm-hmm. I. I don't know. She. And that, that's not a. That's not really a big thing. But it was just kind of one. Of, there was a lot of little things that kind of added up. I think with that character that just seemed a little a little off, but I will say, uh, I know what you're talking about, Barrett. Cause I related to the fact that I remember like college is just so weird. Like there's just something really college is weird. It is, especially that first year or two, because yep. you're technically an adult now, but you don't feel like an adult. At least most people don't. Um, you're not a girl, not yet a mm-hmm. woman. Yeah, it's true. And you don't really know, <laughs> like, and people talk about how, you know, this is, this is going to set your career moving forward. I don't know. It's just, it's a weird time. It's just, it and I do think this character kind of played into that uh, awkwardness. And then on top of that, she is a woman, she is a minority and she's having to deal with some bullshit that she should never have to deal with. 
mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, obviously we can't relate to. And so, I mean, it, I, I like that aspect of it, but I do agree with Chris. I think at least from a writing standpoint or something, there's something about her character that's not fully realized. Yeah, I, I mean, and we we know that uh, Usnavi and Vanessa are the are the leads here, but they they give mm-hmm. time to yeah. this Benny and Nina character, so you want more from them by the end of the the movie. Um, and there's the, it seems like there's a lot just not resolved there. I mean, they kind of in the celebration song, the uh, the barrio song, uh, like midway to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, bring up the fact that everybody's like noticed them and doing the k-i-s-s-i-n-g stuff to them and all that Um, with her dad uh, present yeah yeah exactly (laughs) um that uh, by the way though they do have one of the more memorable scenes in this movie that couple does when they're on the they're on the the balcony and then they start Mm -hmm. Uh, dancing up and down the oh building yeah and everything that's uh, probably the uh, another it's another good cinematic moment and I yeah wondered, that's definitely a good visual moment for sure and I wondered what they did in the Broadway play when they uh, when they did this number it was well that a, wasn't a special effect I mean they Corey Hawkins and Leslie Grace trained to be able to walk on buildings well so. yeah they did that for sure <laughs> I know that I know it that was like not. the goes wrong show where they actually. <laughs> put put the uh oh, maybe. well yeah i mean there's the, you know i mean it, it, i i just wondered how the broadway version of this went like did yeah they, for did sure they, did they just do a normal thing on a balcony or did they or did they in, in the movie like well, we this we want to do something special this time or did they do one of these things like where billy eilish was in that uh that little rotating thing in saturday oh, on saturday yeah, night yeah, live yeah yeah uh where there was something like that going on, but who knows? Um, I'd love to be able to see this. I don't know. Like, I don't know when the last time it was actually on Broadway. I mean, I know like, I mean, I'm sure Lin-Manuel is, I know it originated in 2005. It was 10 years before uh, Hamilton uh, mm-hmm. went on Broadway, but I would love to see a recording of this if one exists. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, it would, it would be fun to watch yeah. the, how this, how this started. And I was surprised too. I mean, 13 Tony nominations when it came out, four wins uh uh so uh, by the way not for this but Corey hawkins has won a tony i found out because i was looking into his like uh you know uh stage play career and uh, he won a tony for uh, six degrees of separation oh really Mm -hmm. Hmm. interesting it's a lot of these a lot of these actors man that come out of nowhere really have been grinding like broadway and stage for years before they're uh noticed that's and, what uh, everybody's like i'm surprised this actor can sing i'm like i'm not because i'm sure yeah. they had stage experience and like mm-hmm. that's what they were trained to do it's not yeah. like although it does always make me think of that friends episode where joey lies and says he has like 15 years of dance experience yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i just i I'm, i i don't know if there's much else we can say um no you should I definitely think- watch it even with my as barrett called it a plain b um <laughs> i definitely recommend this there's no reason not to watch it especially if you've got hbo max and you can you know just pop it on uh this is a perfect especially with it being hot outside currently yeah uh, this is a perfect movie if you want to escape that heat and uh just watch a movie this is this is perfect yeah, man, this is always going to be a nice summer movie mm-hmm. to watch. I think uh, I think it's got the season down perfect. It's, it also uh, like I know New York is cool as hell. I know it is, but God, man, they have the extremes of temperatures there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that being on that blacktop in that city in the summer, God, that would be so hot. Mm-hmm. 
I don't yeah. know how people do it. And then they have really super cold winters and they have a ton of snow and <laughs> yeah, floods yeah. and all that stuff. So, oh, dealt with some weird shit when I lived out there. There's no I, oh, yeah. There. That, well, yeah. And you live there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I don't think I ever went to the Washington Heights area. Never, never. So that, that is that out. in Manhattan? Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a Manhattan. like a like a suburb kind it's of upper, but... upper Manhattan. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, it's like right before you get into the Bronx, I believe. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's an area I never visited uh, when I was out there. But that's gonna do it for this mini pod. Mini pod. Uh, yeah. Um, I go to uh, Syncast presented by CinemaSins on Facebook. Uh, if you want to comment about this uh, review or this movie, say something nice. God damn it, about us. <laughs> you want to say something bad about the movie? Go ahead, but leave your bad shit about us out of it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, go to Syncast presented by CinemaSins on Facebook. We're also on CinemaSins Twitter, Music Video Sins Twitter, uh, SoundCloud, and Discord. And I don't have to t- give you a link to Discord anymore. Certified. Is that, certified. Right? Is, it, is that what you certified. call it? Certified? Yeah, something like that. We got, a, we got a blue ribbon or whatever the fuck it is. Um <laughs> gold star. Yeah, gold star. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking happy face, buckeye. Um but uh yeah, and uh where can people reach you, Jonathan? Uh you can read I'm on Twitter, uh at Sam Loomis13. I also do uh a podcast. I guess it's the uh, are we a sister? sister podcast is that how that yeah, works man. Or i guess yeah. brother brothers and sisters mm-hmm. uh no but behind the sins uh where we talk about the all the all the channels and all the videos from each week and i do that with uh, aaron dicer and uh the awesome danae hughes so yeah all right that's gonna do it for this mini pod it's chris atkins and barrett share and jonathan Watkins. we'll see you next time thanks for listening comment on our episodes on our soundcloud page check us out on youtube twitter Facebook, and Reddit, and be sure to visit cinemasends.com.